Welcome back. Bill Michael's show on the air. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying your day. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. That's a phone number to give us a call. You can also track us down. Um, you can also track us down uh, via Twitter. And you can find us there at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And you can also find us, um, uh, Ben Z. Kenny, producing the program, at Ben Z. Kenny as well. You can find uh, us on Facebook, go to Facebook fan page. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And you can also find us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Um, and in addition to that, you can also track us down on Twitch. Twitch TV is, uh, is also a cool place. You can download the uh, the app and uh, just have us on your phone. Take us anywhere and everywhere. And then there's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com as well. So, so many ways to uh, get a hold of the program. So many ways to do it. Good stuff. Uh, and glad you're with us. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can also, uh, you know, just kind of chime in the old-fashioned way. Uh, this one is from uh, Dane. Dane says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. I think Aaron Rodgers is getting too much flack for Devontae leaving. Even though he said guys want to come there and play with him, uh, he did not say that uh, all the guys there are 100% happy. What he said is guys want to come. Didn't Sammy Watkins say he wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers? Didn't Zedaria Smith say he wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers? He gave them the best chance to win. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. There's been numerous players that have said they wanted to play with Aaron. They wanted to play with the Packers organization. They've heard about it, how classy it is. Yes. To answer your question, yes. There have been guys that have said that. Um, I guess what, what we look for is that guy that's, you know, out in, in the public that's sitting out there and says, there's one place I'd like to go. I'd like to go play with Aaron Rodgers before my career ends, or, Hey, I'm, I'm coming up on free agency. I'd love to play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, something like that. Something where you can say that guy targeted the green Bay Packers. Sammy Watkins is here because I don't know how many other jobs he had. I don't know what he what else he had available, you know. I don't know what else was sitting out there for Sammy Watkins. So, but I get it. I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, this one is from our buddy ESPN Steve, and I'm not even going to do this, Steve, because he said is uh, ba uh, basketball a sport or a competition? It's a sport. It's as athletic as athletic gets, and it's a sport without a doubt. Now, coming up tonight. You've got the Golden State Warriors taking on the Boston Celtics. Game one of the NBA Finals. And you've got, you know, obviously Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Draymond Green, uh, Jordan Poole, who has become a, a fan favorite almost immediately. A Wisconsinite, by the way. 
Kevin Kevin Looney, a Wisconsinite, by the way. So you've got guys to kind of root for. You've got a likable team. People seem to like Steve Kerr, and they're damn good. Sixth appearance in the finals in the last eight years. I don't think there was a lot of people that said they were going to be the finals representative. I think a lot of people thought about Phoenix at the beginning of the season. All these pundits were picking the Lakers. And then there were others in the West. And, and, you know, it could have been Dallas. It could have been Utah. There were so many different teams that people were picking. In the East, it was pretty much there's Boston, there's Brooklyn, there's the Bucks, and there's Miami. There's really nobody else. And I think it was, it kind of was the Bucks and, and Brooklyn were the two favorites. And then Boston and, and Miami were the two throw ins. Oh, yeah, by the way, I do think there were people that were talking about Philadelphia that if they could put it all together, Joel Embiid could stay healthy, have that kind of a season, that they could make a run as well. Would they be the team to knock the Bucks off? But I don't know how many people were serious uh, about Philadelphia. Then again, Philadelphia was a good team had they not gotten banged up throughout the season. But this is, you know, Boston, two of the best defensive teams in the league going at it, and I think everybody's going to be looking to see tonight whether or not Marcus Smart's going to be able to contain Steph Curry and how this thing's going to go. Both teams can shoot from the outside. Both teams can play defense. Both teams pass the ball extremely well, and both teams have very fast hands, and they get turnovers in transition. That's what they like to do. Ben, who do you got in this one? Who do you got in this matchup? I definitely want the Warriors to win. And honestly, I think they will because we saw the Celtics both against the Bucks and the Heat. Even though their ceiling of play could beat anybody, like they could go out and win, it wouldn't surprise me. But they go through these weird phases where they just start to play horribly on both ends. And and I don't know what like jolts them out of it, but it's stuff that I feel like the Warriors don't just drop into and resort back to. Like I feel like the right. the Warriors motor is definitely more consistent now. And, I mean, that's a team that knows how to win top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yeah. go with them. I definitely want them to win. I, uh, I, Now, again, it creates a little dissension in the house because Kristen being an East Coaster and a Boston fan, but um, I, I am picking Golden State. I'm saying Golden State in six. I think that's probably a fair assessment. I'm going to go with Golden State in six. Now, does Steph Curry win MVP? Does Steph Curry win the MVP? Or um, I can't imagine it being, it could be Andrew Wiggins, could be Clay Thompson, but do you get a guy coming off the bench like Jordan Poole who can just light it up from the outside? Does he get run of an MVP? Who ends up being the MVP in this one? They gave who it would to, you take, Ben? He was a, so Iguodala a couple years ago, I forget what year, but he got it. He was a starter, mm-hmm. I think. But they yeah. they would give it to you know one of the secondary guys. Yeah, I now, feel like- He's he, uh, for, for those that are wondering, he's out for this uh, this uh, you know this run here. Right now, he's injured. Uh, so is uh, now Porter, uh, Otto Porter Jr. He's listed as day to day, but Iguodala's out, so he is not going to be available um, at all. So would it be Jordan Poole or? Kevin Looney, possibly. I would take the layup of all layups and say Steph. Yeah. Steph, Steph, how much does this then extend his legacy? 
if they would win this. You know? How much would this extend the legacy of the Golden State Warriors and specifically Steph Curry should they win this series against Boston? Um, so that's something to talk about. Meanwhile, the Brewers, I uh, got some Brewers baseball. They ended up getting beat yesterday. They got knocked off by the Cubs. And quite honestly, it 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 was a game they shouldn't have lost. It was it was disappointing, to say the very least. Brewers Padres coming up tonight, six forty, at American Family Field. Adrian Hauser on the hill. But it was a game they shouldn't have lost. Brewers are twelve games over five hundred. I think they should have come back home fourteen games over five hundred. Now I know some will say, "Hey, look, they're banged up." They, they, I get that. But that's why you take advantage of these games when the opportunity's right there to be able to stack success when you are facing adversity. And I think they let a couple of games go against the Cubs. It's hard to sweep teams. I understand that, but I think they let a couple of games go against the Cubs. Just my opinion. Uh, by the way, meanwhile, around the rest of the National League Central, uh, Reds are hosting Washington. Uh, tonight, you've also uh, got the Cubs. They're hosting St. Louis. Pittsburgh is off, but the, the Cubs are hosting St. Louis. Cubs and Cardinals. That's a seven oh five start time down at Wrigley. So there you go. That's Did you see the Pirates yeah, stat earlier today, or maybe last night? No. What was it? So they wrapped up a three game set with the Dodgers, and they now are finished playing LA for the year. They played six times. Do you know how many times Pittsburgh has beaten them? Six? Five out of six. Or nine. Five out of There's six. I was one... say, I know they beat them. It's, it's, when I read the box scores, I'm kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Not supposed to happen. Yeah, one 11-to-1 loss and five wins. <clears throat> Break up Pittsburgh. 22 wins on the season. They're only five games under 500. Yeah, they're better than the damn Phillies. <laughs> How are your Phillies? A disaster. How are you feeling about your Phillies? Horrible. Yeah? It's... Uh, every team and every franchise, or most franchises, I should say, gets in a situation where you think it's right to move on from a head coach. And most of the time, or sometimes it's justified, I guess I'll put it that way. But there are also franchises that are in a position where even if they move on from the head coach, nothing is going to change. That it's just the act of doing it you would hope would sprout something in the locker room. But because of all the flaws and everything that is wrong in the organization, on the field, in the clubhouse, everything, mm-hmm. they're like nothing's going to change. So they're a disaster, and it sucks. The uh, the Phillies, as you had mentioned, are two games worse off in the loss column than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Same amount of wins, but two games worse in the loss column, which would put them a game and a half or a game behind uh, Pittsburgh. But. Uh, yeah, the Cubs, 21 and 29, eight games under. Cincinnati, after starting off, what was Cincinnati? They were like 9 and 20-something. Uh, they've actually got a winning record. I think it's their last 10 games. They've got a winning record. They haven't been terrible. Uh, since the second game of that Cubs series, um, they have won, was it uh, five out of the last seven or something like that? I think they won. But they've won six of their last ten, five of their last seven, and they're actually scoring some runs. We knew they'd heat up a little bit. We knew they'd heat up a little bit when it came to um, 
um, the the summer months because playing at Great American, the ball just starts to fly. Now, do I think they're all, all of a sudden going to come back and, and win the division? No, hell no, not going to happen. But I never thought I, I, Cincinnati was on pace to be the worst team in Major League Baseball, and now they've made a little bit of a run. They're seventeen and thirty-two. Still, and by the way, they're only one game, one game better than Kansas City. Kansas City has taken over the spot as the worst team in all of baseball at 16 and 33. They're one game better than the Kansas City Royals. And they're uh, one game now behind the Washington Nationals as they continue to try to climb out of the basement as the worst team in Major League Baseball. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, do it. Um, so the uh, LIV Golf uh, Group sent its London participants a 30-page PDF detailing the event over the weekend, full breakdown of payouts, information, uh, a casual, quote, red carpet event with a touch of LIV audacity and uh, travel and accommodations info and all that kind of stuff. So the prize money for the first place finisher is $4 million for their first event. What's the most? It's it's a $20 million total purse. And if you come in 48th in their tournament, you still make $120,000. You still make $120,000. Wow. Their uh, June 7th red carpet event, cocktails, refreshments, heavy hors d'oeuvres, European smart casual dress, no jackets. Caddies are invited. Players get to bring additional guests, all that kind of stuff. They got a DJ featuring DJ Fat Tony. There you go. Nothing says a party like DJ Fat Tony from the LIV golf uh, golf tournament. Bill, the biggest pri- uh, purse prize money for the PGA Tour ever was it the players this year? First yeah. place was three point six million, so that's not far off. But forty eighth on on the tour, fifty five point eight thousand. Fifty five point eight thousand. So LIV, the golf tournament, their very first event by four hundred thousand dollars blows away the PGA with a four million dollar take home. Second place gets 2.125, 1.5 for third, just over a million for fourth, and it goes down from there. But the difference between, say, first and fifth is $3 million, $3.25 million. That's crazy. Crazy money. And with that money being won, now you think to yourself, how many guys are going to kind of look over that fence and go, yeah, maybe I maybe I should. Maybe I should. 877-867-1670. Uh, <laughs> Do you see Aaron Rodgers teeing it up in the Gulf Saudi pullover? Golf Saudi, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I could see maybe after he is playing days, doing like a pro am thing over there and getting paid a ton of money. I could see that. Talked on the morning show. How about like Tony Romo? 
They get him out of the booth and say, hey, yeah. here's 200 grand a weekend to finish in 50th, pay yep. you 40 mil a year. Right. Yep. No, I, I, you are, you are correct. I would, it would not shock me. They got money. They got money. I mean, it's just, it's stupid money. They got wipe your butt with it kind of money. That that's how much money is in that, that league. But if you forsake, we'll say the, uh, the PGA, you, you may never get back. Well, if you go to the Saudi tour and defect from that, they might like chop off limbs or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They may not even let you out of the country. Can't mess with that. I don't know. Would you forsake the PGA to go play in the LIV? Depends how much they offered me. So you you're 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 pretty much up for sale. I mean, listen, if I at the point of life where I'm at, like look at some of the amateurs. <laughs> They got out of college. They're going to get eight, nine million straight up. Right. Pretty much right. guaranteed. They offered me, you know, a couple hundred grand to go play golf. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. out. I, I, yeah. I mean, does it make you a hypocrite? Yeah. But I, I, I can't argue. I, I, and then Jeff brings up a good question. Do you pay taxes on that? Or do they just give it to you and you bring it back into the country? Or do you just keep it in an offshore account? To where you're out because you're earning it over there. Do you have to pay? Because if you don't have to pay taxes on it, on top of that, imagine that. I think they might be earning it here, but it's money from there. If that makes sense. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because they play, they're they're playing in the states for most of the events. Yeah. Huh. You, well, you you would then have to pay the state tax for what you earn in that particular state. Correct. I think that's the way it works. I think when you come there and play there and you earn money there, you're then considered a state. That's where you have to pay the state tax. So whatever that state tax is, I do know that because at one point, it, I can't remember what golfer said it, but they liked playing in Florida because you don't pay the, the, the income tax down there. Is it income tax or property tax? One of the two, but you don't pay it. Interesting. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Once again, the home of the Big Unit Cruiser, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. And whether it's Jayco, Winnebago, it's a fifth wheel, it's a travel trailer, it's a camper van, whatever it is. And maybe a trade-in. Maybe you got one already. You want to trade it in. You want to get top dollar for it. They're paying top dollar for those things. Uh, I know for a fact, I, I've been driving around the, the state lately. A lot. They've, they got dealerships in Minnesota now. They continue to grow. More dealerships in Wisconsin. Dealerships in Illinois also. They continue to be the biggest and the best. They're Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And the inventory, oh, my God, the, the, I was just down in Elkhorn, and the dealership in Elkhorn is loaded with inventory. Holy mackerel. They got a ton of it. So by all means, check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. If they don't have it on one lot, they probably got it on another lot. And they're going to pay you top dollar for your trade. And if you want a consignment, they'll do that too. Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Go to CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back in the Water Doctors. John Alley and the gang over there, they are great people and do a lot of great work. And they support veterans, and they've got a terrific product that I believe in. Big time. Big time. Every drop counts uh, when you talk about water and what it can do for you, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your shower, whether it's watering your lawn, cleaning your car, or uh, maybe doing your laundry, whatever it happens to be, uh, water softening systems are important, especially in this state. So uh, go with the best and go with the one that uh, what I consider to be the best. And I've had numerous. Um, by all means, uh, check out the water doctors and the Connecticut water softening system. Call them uh, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or go to h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h 2 Doctors. Dot com Water Doctors, they are positively the best. Fitzmagic is no more. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback out of Harvard, uh, said, I did not. Does it seem like he's been around for 17 seasons, Ben? No. No way. Ryan Fitzpatrick played for nine NFL teams spanning 17 seasons. He's calling it a career. 39 years old, suffered a season-ending hip subluxation in the second quarter of Washington's season-opening loss to the Chargers back in September. He uh, had to undergo surgery, and uh, and he uh, he has signed a one-year, $10 million thing with Washington last year. And after 17 seasons, he started 147 games, threw for 34,999 yards, 23 touchdowns, 169 interceptions, began his career as a seventh-round draft choice of St. Louis back then in 2005, calling it a career. Um, It looks like he's going to be joining the uh, Amazon football broadcast. He, too, moving to the booth. If he can play golf, maybe he's going to the LIV. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, Fitzmagic is gone. He is now calling it a career. Do you want to take a guess as to how many teams he played on throughout his career? Um, Was it seven? Nine. Did they say seven or nine? Nine. Nine teams. Played for the Dolphins. Played for, um, played for the Dolphins. Played for Washington. Played for Buffalo. Um, who else did he play for? Drafted by St. Louis. Yes. Barely. Did he play for? I think he played for Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati next, then Buffalo. He was a backup. And I he he did go to Tennessee. I do remember that. Didn't he play for Houston? Did he play for the Texans? Yep, Tennessee, then Houston. Okay. Who else? He started for pretty much two years for the Jets. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Jets. Then Tampa, then Miami, then Washington. I forgot about Tampa. Well, he'd been around, hadn't he? And he started for all of them at one point, right? Not, well, yeah, in limited capacity. He was yeah. the backup in most places. I do remember part of the, the story for him was that he's one of these only, uh, one of the only quarterbacks um, that played 
for all of these teams and started a game or games for all of these teams. Um, did, did correct me if I'm wrong. He never made the postseason, right? Ooh, he might I don't have. Think I I don't think I've ever remembered him in the postseason. He had some he had some luck in Miami for a little bit and a little bit of luck in Buffalo, but I don't think they ever made it to the postseason. He might have with the Jets. He was ten and six in 2015. Hmm. Interesting. I I maybe he made it that year. I gotta look it up. But yeah, you talk about it. I just can't believe he's been around that long. No, he didn't actually. No playoffs. He never made the postseason. No playoffs. No playoffs appearances. And he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a bad quarterback. He just was on some really bad teams. That's for sure. He was on some really bad teams. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Fitzmagic is no mo. So Ryan Fitzpatrick calling it a career. So anyway, there's some uh, there's some breaking news. Uh, this one's from Derek. Derek says, uh, "Hey unit, I got to go with Golden State. I think they're the smoother shooting team. They play more defense, and they just seem to have the mojo with them. And it's going to cost Boston if they continue to whine about non calls in the postseason. I think everybody knows it's coming, right? I think when you look at Boston and what they did throughout the postseason, not just against the Bucks, but throughout the postseason." They do nothing but work officials. I don't know if that's even like part of their game plan, but they do nothing but work official work officials. Huge. So, but uh, you know what? Against a good shooting team like Golden State, if you don't get up and down on that team and play some defense, they'll go down, shot, be up by three. You're still whining about your shot. You're still whining about the foul. You're still whining about the lack of call. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one's from Scott. Scott says, uh, no worries about my Brewers. I still think they're going to win the division by three games over the Cardinals. So the games that they lost against the Cubs aren't going to matter. Let's just relax and see how the season turns out. Scott, I love the optimism, man. Love it. I hope you're right. I hope you're 100% correct. I'll take it. Let's say you're right. They win the division. Let's say you're right. They win the division. But let's say they don't have the best record in the National League by two games. And therefore, the NLCS, they uh, don't have home field advantage. Would that then matter? Would that bother you? Ah, think about that for a minute. Going a little bit deeper into this now. Then it would bother you because then you would say, well, they got to go to L.A., they got to win at L.A. if they're going to win it. Now, you always have to beat, you know, another team anyway. Don't get me wrong. But it's nice if you have Game 7 back at American Family Field. Right? Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll come back. We'll talk to Mike and a cast of thousands. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. A couple of segments yet to go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at J&L Tire Service. J&L Tire Service. Good people out there. Lyle and a gang. Awesome. Awesome. Right there in Johnson Creek, just above 94. You can see them right there, right off of the highway. They have tires. They have brakes. They can do rims. They can do many different things for your car. Or if you're an over-the-road driver, big rig, whatever it happens to be, they can take care of your needs there as well. Go to jandltire.com. Say hi to Lyle and Chad and everybody. jandltire.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show, we uh, got a couple of segments to go before we get out of here today. Hey, remember this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Roberts Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Paul Roberts and his staff, they're great. Uh, the home, and I'm going to do some grilling out tonight, as a matter of fact, but uh, the home of the Al Capone Roast, the Al Capone Sausages, ribs on a stick, all perfect for tailgating. And then in addition to that, uh, it is uh, also fantastic for the new, my new favorite, the B&B, the beef and the bacon. The B&B, the beef and the bacon, great stuff. They put them on these skewers. You just throw them on the grill. The bacon gets crispy. and Oh, my God, is it good. The beef and the bacon, B&B, good, good stuff from our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That's Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Let's get to uh, the phone calls, uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks, Bill, for taking my call. Appreciate it. You, you um, I'll make it quick. Just uh, two quick things. First of all, I really appreciate you bringing up the, that other point of view with Devontae Adams. Um, I, I guess the way I look at it is, man, if I could get paid at that time the highest amount ever for a wide receiver, go play with my best friend closer to my family, there doesn't have to be drama and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did appreciate you at least bringing that perspective. And then the other thing was, I don't know about, about you, uh, but – in my opinion, Rodgers and even go back to Favre, the offense was most effective when they were spreading the ball out to different receivers. And we all saw in that playoff game against San Francisco that once they bracketed Adams, Rodgers wasn't throwing to anybody else. And I'm not saying it's going to be a better offense without Devontae by any means, but I do think it forces Rodgers to get out of that comfort zone of just throwing to one guy when there's trouble. And I think it could actually make us a more effective offense by having to spread it around to multiple options. So, I and, and I, I look, I agree. I think at least in the beginning, it's going to be a different offense because you're not going to have Devontae to fall back on. And Rodgers is going to be forced to go to receivers out of the backfield, tight ends over the middle, all the things that we weren't accustomed to seeing on a, on a, on a regular yeah, it's going to look like a different offense. Now, we're going to all say, boy, the offense flows. Boy, it looks good. Boy, it looks like a lot of misdirection. Boy, it looks like a lot of play action. Boy, it looks like a ride and decide. But then, when you don't have that consistent downfield threat, somebody has to emerge. So what you're hoping is, is you get some wins looking good running the offense, and then things begin to emerge and somebody really kind of steps forward. I, I That's kind of what I think we're hoping for, right? Oh, 100%. Can I ask you one quick question? I'll hang up. Um, has there been any updates as far as, the, like, Amari Rogers with his progress and possibly stepping into that Randall Cobb role? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, they said he looks really good. I mean, this is always the time of year in which guys come in a little bit underweight and they look fast and they look healthy and they look physical and they look athletic. So, yeah, there's been a lot of positivity surrounding that. Now, whether or not that's going to actually equate into him getting more reps or getting more opportunities or Aaron Rodgers to trust him even more, we'll have to wait and see. I still think it's going to be Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb who are going to be the focuses 
between those two guys because Randall Cobb is the breakdown guy. He's the guy that knows where to be when Aaron Rodgers gets on the run. Uh, Alan Lazard, he's probably your best route runner. So you need somebody else like Amari Rodgers to step up and say, okay, I'll assume whatever role it is that you need. But you still got to have, whether it's Sammy Watkins or Dubs or Christian Watson, one of those guys really have got to emerge. And Christian Watson, he's got all the tools. The problem is it just at times he just doesn't focus and he drops the football. Yeah. I appreciate it, Bill. You have a great one. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. I don't know what it's going to be, and I don't know what it's going to look like. I do know what I hope for, right? I do know what I hope for, but you just don't know. I just find it, I'm not going to say comical because that's probably not the best word, but I find it so interesting that Aaron Rodgers is this unbelievable quarterback, can throw guys open, throw into tight windows, make guys better, and yet, Devontae Adams leaves, and suddenly he the offense is going to be stagnant. I just I, I find that so intriguing because I'm I'm thinking to myself, why? If Rodgers is that good, why is it then dependent on one guy like Devontae Adams for this offense not to be suitable? You know? So I I just I keep going back to before and after Randy Moss, who was by far the best quarter, by far the best receiver that Tom Brady probably ever played with, was just physical raw ability and, and name and such coming in. I find it crazy that Brady just keeps being Brady. Doesn't matter who he's throwing to. And yet Rogers loses Adams and suddenly all is lost with the world. I just don't see it that way. That, that's just me, though. Um, you know, We'll see. I mean, the proof's going to be in the pudding before it's all said and done. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, got a couple of emails here before we get out of here today. A couple of them I do want to get to. Uh, this is from uh, Andrea. Andrea says, uh, hey, Bill, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. I think they're finally going to run Matt LaFleur's offense in the purest form. Will it look a lot like Shanahan's offense? And they run that pretty well, even without having a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Great point. Great point. Then again, they do have Kittle. They got Debo Samuel. They have had in the past a pretty good run game. But again, you still got some weapons that aren't antiquated or unusable. I agree with you. I I think things are going to be fine. I, I don't I don't see it being problematic. Um, this one's from, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy says, uh, I bet on the Rogers Brady combo last night. They were going off at negative 175. Won me a couple bucks. Woo hoo. Jimmy, there you go, man. Good for you. Good for you. Um, what would some of the prop bets? Uh, I didn't see the prop bets. You know what? I didn't, I didn't go. When it came to the match last night, I didn't really get on. Normally, I'll go to betonline.ag. I'll go there. And I'll take a look at it, and I'll follow some of the prop bets. I didn't follow the prop bets last night because there was over and unders on who's going to have the first birdie, obviously who's going to win, 
what will be talked about first? I, I think um, uh, who is going to be the first to hit a green on a par three? All that kind of stuff. So closest to the pin, I, you know, I didn't do all of that. Didn't do all of that. Um, we, I mean, we just didn't, you know, didn't get into all that. There was actually a uh, a prompt line on whether or not Tom Brady would suffer, quote, a wardrobe malfunction. Did you know that, Ben? I did not. Yeah. I don't think it was a hundred to one bet. It was a hundred to one bet. Now, the question then became, what would be the wardrobe malfunction? So does the, the zipper on his fly break? Does his belt break? Does his shoe you know, screw up? Does his glove tear? His hat fall off? I mean, nobody had the determining factor as to what the wardrobe malfunction would be. So, but there was actually one. And there was a prop bet on would Aaron Rodgers make a 30-foot putt or not. So, anyway, I didn't get into all of that. There was um, an F-bomb dropped on the first tee. Who dropped it? Brady. I didn't hear that. I, I wasn't think here it, for the first tee. That's why. I didn't go back and watch it. It might have been when Rodgers put it down the middle. Brady's like, F yeah. Oh. I didn't get that. All right. Well, there you have it. I didn't get the uh, the F-bomb last night. I have to go back and check that out. We figured there'd be something, right? The way these guys are, we figured there'd be something. Um, What else do we have here? Anything? No? Mike? Mike says, I didn't watch the match last night. Boring. Watching football stars play golf. Who cares? Get back to talking about the NFL and who's actually going to win a Super Bowl. I think it's Green Bay's time. That's from Mike. Um... Mike, if we had other things regarding the NFL to talk about, we would do it. But that was the biggest thing in the NFL yesterday, to be honest with you. Four superstar quarterbacks going at it on a golf course in Vegas. (laughs) Chris says, I'm a little disappointed they didn't have fan dancers in front of each hole holding the pin. Okay. Being Vegas, you thought there would be more glam. That I did get. Uh, and this last but not least, this is from Tom. Tom says, uh, I wish they would have had Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the same golf cart and us being allowed to listen in on their conversation. That I agree with. They each had their own cart. And I would have loved to have seen them like on a regular golf course, like you and I would be doing, sharing a golf cart, and then have GoPros on each side of the golf cart looking at the guys as they sit and talk and converse and listening to what their conversations were. That would have been cool. That I agree with. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Final segment of this thing coming up, uh, this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends out there at Je- or at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, right on Pewaukee Lake. Beautiful outdoor deck. This time of year, like tonight, it's going to be 71 degrees. Get out there and enjoy it. And they've got an incredible chef salad. Now, you can get the pizza. You can get the wraps. They're all good. Some beverages to go with it. Chef salad's fantastic. A night like tonight, outdoor deck. Sit outside, watch the boats go by on Pewaukee Lake, grab the chef's salad, and you're good to go. Good stuff from our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. And they've got some charity events coming up this weekend as well. Stop out if you want to make some donations or get involved in some of the raffles that they have. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
little segment on this Thursday of the Bill Michael Show. Getting you ready for later on tonight, you got Brewers baseball. San Diego's in town. Brewers uh, trying to get back into the win column tonight after losing a couple to the uh, Chicago Cubs over the last couple of days. Padres are here, and uh, Brewers trying to uh, get back into the win column, trying to get themselves a little more separation between them and the Cardinals, who are in Chicago this evening. Adrian Hauser goes to the Hill 3-5 and five with a 3.69 ERA going to the Hill tonight for for the crew. By the way, the Brewers 14 and 6 at home. 14 and 6 at home. So uh 8 games over at uh at American Family Field. Hopefully the home cooking stays good. They've been really good at home as of late too, as a matter of fact. So hopefully they continue back to the winning ways and the the bats remain hot at American Family Field. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Put it up. Glad to have you. Um, the uh, By the way, when you talk about the uh, team stats for the Milwaukee Brewers and where their place is in all of this, they have continued to climb. Remember, at the beginning of the season, they were uh, they were foundering pretty bad. They were down near the bottom. Uh, the Brewers have now climbed. Now, at one point, they were up to 18th overall in batting average. They've, they've dropped a little bit. They're down to 21. Now they've fallen off on this road trip just a tad. But their OPS, the Brewers' OPS, they are eighth in all of Major League Baseball. Eighth. Now, I knew they were putting the ball in play and getting better, taking a few more walks, finding ways on base. But they are eighth in all of Major League Baseball. That's saying something. And the Brewers now, do you, Ben, do you know the Brewers? You wouldn't think this. The Brewers have the most home runs in all of Major League Baseball? That can't be right. That's what it says. They have now hit 70. Huh. 70. They're one better than the Yankees. 70 home runs. That's also with a lot of their home run guys not being not playing for the last right however long seventy home runs. I and that blew me away. They are sixth best in slugging percentage at four oh eight. Sixth best. I that that stunned me. Those two numbers stunned me. Because I thought for sure when you start to look at home runs, I thought. You'd be looking at Houston, Atlanta, the Dodgers, the Giants, you know, some of those teams. I thought for sure you'd probably look at, uh, you know, a team like St. Louis. St. Louis, 18th. 18th. 18th in all of Major League Baseball. St. Louis is the number one team with the most home runs in all of Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers. I, that statistic blew me away. Didn't know it at all. Had no idea. So the Brewers are back at it tonight, uh, and they are taking on uh, the San Diego Padres. Hopefully they get a win, and maybe the power surge continues. Now, remember, they had that one homestand. Uh, I think it was a 10-game home. Was it a 10-game or uh, a 9-game homestand? And they had 20 home runs. They put up 20 at American Family Field, and they had a couple of games in which they won by double digits. 
So they they went on a power search, but yeah, they they are the the most powered team in all of Major League Baseball. Blew me away when I saw that. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, so you got the Brewers coming up tonight. What are we going to do tomorrow, Ben? What do we got? We got we're wrapping up OTAs, right? We're going to wrap up some OTAs. Got Brewers baseball. Got Game One of the uh, uh, of the NBA Finals. So we got all of that. Um, what else we have coming up tomorrow on the program? Anything? That's it. Uh, if you go to and and Anthony says uh, the Brewers have seventy home runs, the Yankees now have seventy two. Um, maybe uh, ESPN site was a little bit behind the times. Yeah, if you go to Major League Baseball and you click on the notes, we get game notes through the media center, uh, and it's the Yankees with seventy-two home runs now back on top. But even if I, if you if I, you would have told me the Brewers have the second best, second best numbers when it comes to home runs in all of baseball, I would have said there's no way. But Yet, but they do. <clears throat> Yankees have hit three today. That's the reason why. They have not updated the day game today. By the way, the Brewers also, uh, with power comes the strikeouts. They are tied for fourth most in all of Major League Baseball, 462. 462. And But on the positive side, they're eighth best in, uh, in walks. They've taken 174 tied with Houston. So offensively, as bad as things are at times, not as bad as you think they were. Just got to get everybody healthy again. But you got to win the games when they're right there in front of you. That'll do it for us today. Good stuff. We'll be back at it again tomorrow to end the week. The final version of the Bill Michaels Show for this first week of June. Until we talk again in 20 hours, time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.